Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So I'm recording this little intro to today's episode on February 14th. So first of all, I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. And you know, in addition to this show, I always put out a video on Mondays that I call Mindset Mondays. I started it in the beginning of 2021. And even though I started this show, I still do Mindset Mondays because apparently lots of people like getting those little videos. So I send it out on Mondays and I also include some other little things like recommendations for things that I'm loving and also things that my clients and colleagues are doing and offering because I'm all about spreading the love. And the reason I'm telling you about it is because I've been making little videos about love and how it shows up in our lives. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to get some love from me in your inbox every Monday, and you'll also get the Passionate and Prosperous drop day emails, then head over to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com and hop onto my email list. And the other thing that I do want to mention, and it will be the last time until next year, is that there may be one spot left in Out of Overwhelm and Into Action, my small group coaching program for coaches, creatives, and service-driven entrepreneurs that want to finally get clear on their brand, niche, messaging, marketing, offers, and content so that they can use their gifts, skills, and expertise to make money doing what they love. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the last chance. I only offer this program once a year. So if there is still a space, which I'm not sure by the time this drops, there is, but if there is one and you think it should be yours, I would reach out to me right now, actually, before you even listen to this episode. And with that, kick back and enjoy episode Episode 17 of Passionate and Prosperous. Hey everyone, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So I had a major download the other day about this episode. I think it was when I got another message on some social media platform, probably like LinkedIn, or maybe it was Facebook or or IG direct message, but I got another message from someone who doesn't know me or my business at all telling me that they can help me book more, and here's the the thing, high ticket clients. So I get these messages all the time, and they they just rub me the wrong way. And I know that I'm not the only person who gets these messages all the time. Um, you know, I commiserate with many other people. Um, it's a style of doing business, marketing, whatever, that just is so not in alignment for me. I understand that 
for whatever reason, <laughs> it's how other people, some people do business. And I'm always curious, like if they actually ever get any clients that way, but that's a whole other story. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, I get these messages all the time. They rub me the wrong way. And it's so many things about the message <laughs> that annoy me, like on so many levels, like, like starting with the fact that it's so the opposite or the antithesis of how I run my service-based business, which if you've been listening to this show, you know, um, is all about being in service and offering value and building relationships and know, like, and trust. So cold messaging someone and making an assumption about their business and that they're, first of all, every one of these messages that I get makes the assumption that I'm not successful. (laughs) Like every one of the messages. So anyway, so there's so many things about this style of of reaching out, cold messaging that that annoy me. So just so you know, if you ever decide to work with me, I am never going to teach you to, to slide, this is the other phrase, slide into someone's DM. <laughs> I would only tell you to do that if someone was expressing interest already on your posts or they were following you and it was clear that there's a connection. But this whole thing about like DMing everyone and their mother, I don't even get me started. Okay, so so what I decided was the biggest thing, if I had to choose one about this whole thing about people reaching out to me about high-ticket clients, was that it's this thing about high-ticket clients, right? So I honestly don't even know what these people claim to do. I really don't. Like, I don't know if they're coaches. They often sound, sound like they're sort of companies or something. I don't know. But I don't know what these people claim to do, but this is the thing is that they're reaching out to a random person who they don't know. They don't know my business. They don't even know what I charge, right? They don't know my prices. My my prices aren't even on my website. Um, they don't know my audience. They don't know my ideal clients. They don't even know what I do, right? So how on earth could they help me to sell a quote unquote high ticket offer, which if you think about it, has no meaning, right? High ticket. It has no meaning. It means nothing. It means zero. So I'm like, I, I wanted to come in and do the episode because I was like, well, I'm sure I'm not the only one and I'm sure meaning that gets these messages. And I know that that you all, right, the people who listen to the podcast, I know that I have a range um, of where you are in your businesses, right, in your passionate and prosperous lives and businesses. I know that I attract a range of people that are, some of you are so starting out that you haven't started yet right? That's like super starting. And then some of you have started your businesses, but you're not really making the money that you'd like it. You're not seeing as much of a client flow as you'd like. And I hear from you. I'm getting so many messages. So thank you. Um, Thank you to those of you who do send me um, emails and who do reach out to me to let me know how much you're enjoying the show. Um, It means so much to me, just so you know. Um, So I know that there are people listening who are getting more motivated and feeling more inspired about their businesses instead of giving up. And then I also know that there are individuals who listen to the show that do have successful businesses and that hear a lot of things that help you to shift your mindset and to shift your energy and to see things differently when it comes to scaling your businesses or growing your businesses or, you know, how to really think about that that roadmap for your business that you need to be able to at least outline, right? We don't have to create 
these business plans or these these situations that f- make us feel like now we have to do it that way. But we do want to be able to create roadmaps where we could see our path to making more money than we make in this moment. You know, all the things that we want to having more freedom, to having bigger impact, to having greater reach, right? So, so I know that those of you who listen, that we have this like full spectrum, okay, of where you are. So it made me think like, you're all probably getting those messages. And so the definition of high ticket means something different to every single person. Like, what is high ticket? You know? And so then I was like, is that a Broadway show price? I mean, I did pay, I think, like $200 a ticket or more to go see The Music Man next month with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. And and I thought that was a pretty pricey ticket. So so is that high ticket? So are you going to help me sell something for $200 or is $1,000 high ticket? Or is $5,000 high ticket? Or $10,000? Or $30,000? Right? You get my drift. <laughs> so, but honestly, that doesn't even matter. Because this whole thing about high ticket, high ticket, right? That's everywhere. Just made me feel like the thing that I really should come on and talk about with you and, and that I do want to be able to mentor you and sort of like help you get some perspective is offers. Offers in general, Right? offers. Because what a high ticket offer is, is going to be relative to your offers, right? It's going to be relative to you. It's going to be relative to your business. It's going to be relative to many, many different factors. So, you know, what is your offer or your offers? Well, what your offer is, is the service that you charge for, right? So, so that's your offer, right? Is the service that you charge for. And in some service-based businesses, the investment or what you charge for, right, that offer may have an industry standard, right? So, you know, for example, like this past weekend, I was looking around to see if I could schedule um, some spa treatments for my husband and I, you know, which in case you're wondering, it didn't happen. I didn't find anything. But anyway, I was looking around for like us to go get like massages and mani pedis. All right. And so my point is, yeah, there's a range of prices for that. Like I was looking at a bunch of different day spas in the city and, you know, there's a range, like some place may charge $25 for manicure and some other place may charge 50, you know, or like some place may charge, 150 for a massage and then some place may charge 350 for a massage, right? But you get what I'm saying. Like, but typically there's a range that's kind of like this an industry standard, I like to call it. Um in that case, you know, like you you sort of know what you're going to like expect it to be, you know, like you're not really expecting for someone to all of a sudden say, you know, that a massage is a thousand dollars. Okay. But then there are other services that don't have that same type of standard. And that's not to say that people may not have an idea of what they would like to pay for something or what they think that something is worth to them. Right. But There are many service-based businesses where you can find offers that go from zero, right? Some of us offer some free things in our business to the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think I've used, you know, Tony Robbins as an example just because, like, he's the coach that comes to mind when I think, like, you know, who's charging hundreds of thousands of dollars for coaching, you know? So, but you can find that, right? You can find a coach 
that is $1,000, maybe less. And you can find a coach that is hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you can find coaches for everything in between, right? So coaching services, creative services, mentoring, um, you know, basically any kind of service that provides either transformation or some sort of a really, really amazing outcome that someone may not be able to get on their own because they don't necessarily possess the same gifts and skills that you have, right? So anything that is transformational or that helps somebody to get some sort of outcome or level of success that they really might not be able to get on their own without having someone to either help them or do something for them or mentor them, right, falls into this category of the kind of businesses that don't necessarily carry that same type of standard around pricing, okay? And what we charge for our services, us, us, you and me, right, those of you who are listening, those of us who are in the coaching space, the creative space, the transformational space, you know, the space where where the work that we do is can sometimes seem esoteric or or even intangible because it just involves us, you know, working with someone and using our intuition and our gifts and our skills and 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 what comes naturally to us, right? You're getting my drift. What we charge for our services is individual and personal. Now, there are a few factors that any one of us might want to take into consideration when we're figuring out what the investment for our services, and I'm not even going to say should be, because there is no should, right? So I'm going to say what we want it to be. When we're figuring out what we want to charge, what we want our investment to be for the services that we provide, there are factors that we might use because because it doesn't feel good to just like create your investment like you know out of the blue like no I've never spoken to one coach that I that I either know and I'm friends with or that I've worked with or coached or anyone else that I've coached whether they're a coach or not I coach lots of people that aren't coaches I've never spoken to anyone who feels awesome about randomly picking a number for their investment. It doesn't feel good. Nobody likes that because it's like it doesn't give you anything to anchor into. It doesn't give you any confidence. It doesn't it doesn't have a good feeling when it comes to like telling someone else that that's what it's going to cost. Right. So we all need our own version of what feels good that we use to factor in and that we anchor into when it comes to figuring out our investment. Now, this episode could get really complex if I let myself go off on too many tangents because when it comes to deciding on our investment, there are factors that we have to take into consideration that could be really tangible ones like knowing our target market or our audience, right? And then there are other things that we have to be conscious of like our own money mindset, right? Because because we need to believe that there are people out there who will pay for our services and we need to learn how to not make assumptions about other people and what they can afford or can't afford and what they would be willing to invest in, right? Because that's a really that's a really big trap that a lot of heart-centered, service-oriented individuals fall into. It's almost like it's it's 
merging your own money mindset or it's like um, uh, uh, projecting your own money mindset onto the other people, right? And if you're experiencing any sort of lack of confidence or any sort of, um, you know, self-doubt or any sort of scarcity yourself, right? Let's say you're in the early stages of your business and you've been feeling like it's it's difficult to create clients and you're in a little bit of like a scarcity desperation mode. It's so easy to just start superimposing that on everyone else in the world and telling yourself a story that there are no people out there that can that are ever going to invest with you, right? So like I said, that's a whole other episode. We'll do an episode on money mindset. Um, but There are factors that we can use, like I said, like understanding our target market and, you know, and and some logistical things for sure, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, what you charge for your services is going to be personal. I even, you know, I had a coach, a business coach um, in 2020, and she was really, really big on like not not talk not not that she wouldn't talk about your investment with you but she was very very careful about not like saying what she thought you know like i mean she's a seven figure you know business coach and she's working with people of all different points in their business and she was really conscious of like making sure that like she could never say to someone well, that's too low or that's too high. Like she would never say that to anybody, right? Now, you might, if if I was your coach and I really thought you were like really, really lowballing your, your services, I might say to you, hey, let's do the work that we need to do to help you feel comfortable and confident bringing your investment to where it it probably should be based on what you're offering and based on your services, you know, whatever. So like we could work on things like that, but- It's also just really important to remember that, like, you can talk to two people that are in service-based industries, and they're basically sharing with you similar logistics. And we're going to be going in this direction, which I'm so excited about, and have wildly different investments, right? I even spoke to somebody uh, on, you know, had a discovery session, a call with someone just a few days ago. And, you know, when we, when it came to talking about the investment, she shared with me that she had had calls with coaches that had given her half the half, like that they were charging half what I charge, you know? Um, and that's fine. Like, I know, I know what I do. I know what I offer. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And I also know that there are people who charge less than me and people who charge more than me. And if I'm going to allow that to like confuse me, right, I'm going to have a really hard time building my business. So again, this whole thing about the word high ticket, (laughs) right? It's like, what is high ticket? Like somebody, somebody told this woman that they charge half what I charge, but they're charging for their premier service. So to that person, that's probably her high ticket offer, right? Okay, so your offer, forget about putting high ticket, right? Your offer is what you charge for your services and your big offer, right? We're going to remove this high ticket. It just seems so. It also, when you say high ticket, I feel like it also makes it sound like the client or the person who's, who's, um, in making this investment is like a, is an object or something. Like the whole thing about high ticket is so icky. It's just like, I also have a response to when people say, get clients, I need to get clients, get clients. I try to really, um, encourage people to replace get 
you know, or need with create, create clients. And it's the same thing with this whole high ticket thing. You know, I kind of feel like I don't even like saying it because it makes me feel yucky, you know, when I think about like how many amazing individuals invest to work with me, you know, what for them feels like a significant amount of money. And I honor and value that. So this whole thing about like sort of just like acting as if the number one thing for you to do in your business is to just like create really outrageous prices so that you can like get more people, you know, it just doesn't sit well with me. So moving forward, we're going to remove this whole high ticket bullshit and we're going to replace it with what I say, which is your passionate offer, right? And your passionate offer is your main offer, Right? And you've heard me talk about this, I think, in, in, in other episodes where, I mean, you know we have the episode on how to start your business. You need two things. You need your passionate offer and you need someone who wants to buy it, right? But in that episode, I don't think I went really specifically into, like, what makes up your passionate offer and what makes it, like, you know, what, what gives you the confidence to charge what would be your, your bigger amount, Right? So when we, when we have our business, we always begin with our main offer, our passionate offer, which is always going to be your most expensive offer because it is the one where you are really offering your services at the highest level. And the reason why that's important is because you need to validate your services. You need to establish that when you're really doing your thing, when you're really, when you really have the opportunity to serve someone at the highest level, when you really have the opportunity to take someone through whatever your process is to get them the outcomes that they desire and that you say you help them get, that is something that you have to do enough times to really know that that like what you're what you're offering, what you're telling people you do that like that they want it, that it's going well, that they're getting the outcomes and that's your main service. So before you can you can break your service up into like smaller components or done for you things or you know mini things that cost less money that someone may not get all of you for, right? Cuz I want you to remember that that when you are thinking about creating other offers in your business that don't involve you, right? And this is like the whole big thing. Like whenever people are talking to you about scaling your business, the whole point of scaling your business, what that means is that you evolve your business into in in a way so that you are less of the focus, so that you are not as needed as the central point of your business, And that's what it means to automate certain things. That's what it means to have team members. That's what it means to create smaller offers for less money that someone might want to buy because maybe you're on a pre-recorded version of something, but at the end of the day, they're not getting you. So until you get to a certain point in your establishment, like that you establish and validate yourself and that people really want you, right? You can't move into a model where people aren't even getting you and expect people to pay lower amounts of money just for some product that you have, right? 
because you haven't even figured out yet if like people are going to want that even if they can't have you. And that's kind of like the, in my opinion, that is, and again, everything on this show is my opinion, right? So <laughs> you can take it or leave it. But in my opinion, the the reason that we would create smaller things that are less expensive that don't involve us live, we'll call it, right? Or working with someone one-to-one or whatever is because we've had validation that we're so good at what we do and that we have enough people that want what we do, right? That we can start to move in that direction because we know that there are people who will be like, well, if I can't have Stacey Brass Russell live, you know, because either I can't afford her anymore or because she's not doing X, Y, or Z anymore, then then I'm going to take this that she created because, because I believe that, like, she's going to put out a great product because because she's got validation and proof, right? Okay, so before you get to that point in your business, and I'm saying before because I believe in you, I believe that all is possible for you if that's what you desire, but before you get to that point, your your passionate offer is the centerpiece. It's like it's the centerpiece of your business and I want to remind you also that when it comes to those lower ticket things, right? Lower priced offers. It's really hard to make a, a like a significant amount of money that way. Because you have to get many 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 more people and we talked about this in six figures is just a math problem, right? You have to get many 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 more people to buy that low that low priced offer than it would take for you to attract a soul aligned client who really needs what you're offering and wants it. And we're going to be talking in a moment about how you get them to want it, right? Who's going to pay 10 times the low offer. So instead of getting 10 people at the low offer, one person at a more significant amount and you build your business that way because your path to make to not just making and 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 I even used to talk about this and teach about this to the to my um mentees and my my the people that I mentored as yoga teachers right and what I always talked about with them was if you just charge per session, you're going to every time you show up to teach someone a private yoga lesson, you're just going to get whatever, $100 in cash, which is great, but it's really hard to pay your rent on having to run around town collecting $100 here and there, right? Which is why when you move into the private yoga teaching model, you should chart, you should tell people, if you want to have private yoga with me, you have to pay for a package, you have to buy a package and you can incentivize them by saying if you buy 10 instead of it being $1,000, it's going to be $900, right? But the point is, is wouldn't you rather have $900, right? So that you have the money for your rent when your rent comes than having to be taking in, I call it dribs and drabs. It applies to everything that all of you, all of us do. Right. The model of charging per session or charging for some, you know, something small and having to keep getting that in little dribs and drabs and little increments. Right. The model for that, it doesn't really help you that much when it comes to wanting to really start feeling like you've got a business that can do things for you, that can that that you're going to have the money for your bills, that you're going to have, you know, the money in the bank. 
Okay, money in the bank is really hard to count on when you're bringing it in in tiny little increments at a time, especially from the same person. Right. Especially from one person just giving you money every week in small amounts versus giving you a larger sum of money because, A, they're making a commitment with you. Right. There's a commitment there and there's also an investment. And that's why we call it an investment versus your price or what you charge, right? But when you think about your investment, right, that is you inviting the other person, inviting the client, inviting the one who's going, who you're going to be partnering with, right? You're actually letting them know that they are making an investment, right? When we make investments, we don't get the return on the investment like before we make the investment. So you're letting them know it's even a way of positioning the kind of work that you do by saying you're making this investment in yourself, in your well-being, in your transformation, in the outcomes you desire, in the in the in the case of the yoga student, right? If you're a yoga teacher, you get to say, hey yoga student, I know for a fact that you're going to get your best outcomes in your yoga practice. You're going to see yourself improving. You're going to feel that the practice, you know, is is expanding, that it's doing more for you if you already know that you're going that you're committed to doing this every week or even more than once a week, right? And you're investing in getting those outcomes. So if you're a coach, a creative, a service-oriented entrepreneur, I know that that's who I attract and you're listening, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about having a passionate offer that is a significant offer. And again, that's going to be different for everybody. I work with some people who do charge under $1,000, who charge, you know, eight or $900 for their coaching package, like meaning to work with them for three months. Um, and I work with people who charge a lot more than is is that it what makes it and I know I said I wasn't going to say it anymore but like what makes something high ticket right is it's just relative it's relative to your yellow brick road as on your yellow brick road if you didn't listen to the episode on building your yellow brick road <laughs> go back and listen to it as on your yellow brick road is what you charge the most for and as your business evolves and grows there will be more things in Oz right? So in my business, right, I don't consider out of overwhelm and into action, which is a almost $5,000 program. I don't consider that to be like nothing. I know that that's a significant investment. And the women that have invested in that program this time, right, that are, that are getting ready to do that program. Um, you know, right now we have, we have 14 women in this program. Um, making that investment actually made them feel excited because it's such a meaningful thing to make a significant investment in yourself and your outcomes, especially when you believe that the person who's going to be providing the process and the transformational journey that you want to go on because you know it's what you need in order to get to a certain outcome, you're happy to make that investment, right? And excited to do it. So on my Oz, there's added overwhelm because I don't consider that to be like a mid-level investment. And there's working with me one-on-one, which is more than that. All right. So, but when I started my business, I didn't have 
multiple things all over the place. I had one-on-one coaching with me and I waited until I had that established and validated and had people wanting to work with me and really understood my systems and my process and could really articulate how I help people and the transformation that I, that I get them so that I could start to position other things on the yellow brick road, as well as growing the amount of people that I was talking to. Right? So the reason, right, why we ever refer to anything as high ticket is because it is at, at a given time, the most expensive offer in your, on your yellow brick road, right? Because in order to make a living or have a business, you actually do need to have a version of your service that has a more significant price tag on it if you actually want to create a sustainable business, right? So if you are a coach or a creative or a service-oriented entrepreneur, we are talking about not charging per session or per hour or getting super, super caught up in the details, right? And what I mean by that are like the logistics. The logistics are important. Clarity is important, and we're going to get to that. But when you're first really thinking about your passionate offer, the idea is not to get caught up in the limits that you want to put on it and 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 how you want to have these boundaries about like how many sessions the person gets and how many hours it is and how many times they can email you or how many times they can text you or what they get, you know, unless what you're feeling like is abundance and you're going, oh my God, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this person so much, right? And I don't mean that we have to do that by giving them more time, right? But just in terms of the feeling of what we, of how we present our offer to people when we let them know what they're getting and it sounds incredible to them, right? So unless that's the direction you're going in, what we're not looking at here is like is getting really caught up in like this in this per session model and we're definitely not looking for you to have the 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 backwards thinking that if it feels challenging for you to create a client at your Oz level investment, your passionate offer, that you start to give up and go, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the reverse thinking and I'm going to start, I call it dumbing down my services. And instead of telling people that it's going to take, you know, this long, whatever it is, you know, two months, three months, six months, a year to help them get the outcomes that I know it takes that, you know, how long it really takes to get them. Instead of taking a stand for that, I'm going to start reverse reversing the psychology and I'm going to start thinking that I'm going to give people what they want. And I'm going to assume that people don't want to commit, that they don't want to invest, that they don't want to pay, and that they just want little things with, with not a lot of outcome. So I'm just going to offer them, you know, three sessions for a low amount, or I'm going to offer them a four weeks or whatever, even though you know, you've been trained, you know, you do this work, you know that you can't get them those outcomes and you're, you know, in that amount of time, but you're so scared that you won't get anybody to say yes to your Oz offer, to your real offer, to what you really do, that you start backpedaling and changing your services. And, and then here's the thing. You think it's going to make it easier to get people to create clients. And you know what? It's not. It's not any easier. And the reason, here, ready? The reason 
is that you don't have a passionate offer. So you need to remember that what people are investing in when they work with a coach or a creative person or a service-oriented entrepreneur that is saying that they are a wellness professional or, you know, or that someone that's going to help you get more success in your business, someone that you're, you're going to be able to use to help you with some aspect that you need someone else's brilliance to help you with, what that person is investing in is an outcome, an outcome that they really, really want and really desire. And the reason why they would make that investment with you, partner with you, believe that you could help them get that that outcome is because they believe that you have a unique and special way that you use your gifts and skills and that you have a really particular way that you know works when it comes to transformation, which is your signature system or your process. And that they believe that you have all of that and that you're going to be using that with them to help them get that outcome. And honestly, they could give a shit about how many sessions it'll take or how many minutes or how many times they can email you or how many questions they can ask you. None of that freaking matters if you have positioned your passionate offer in a way that lets them know that you are the expert in the kind of transformation or the kind of outcomes that you provide and that you're going to help them get it. And you could tell them that it takes one session, two sessions, five sessions, 10 sessions, 30 sessions. You could tell them that it takes five hours. You could tell them that it takes a hundred hours. If they believe that you're an expert and that you know what the fuck you're talking about, and that you have a way that you use your unique gifts and skills in a way that someone else doesn't, that they believe that they resonate with. If you have a transformational process that they that sounds good to them, that they're like, you know what, that makes a lot of sense to me, then they don't care. Not only don't they care about how many minutes and hours it'll take or what you're giving them, if they're sending them a welcome gift or if you're giving them a notebook or if you're going to give them a handout, they don't care about any of that if they believe that at the end of it all, they're going to have what they want. And them saying yes to the quote-unquote high-ticket offer, your passionate offer, your Oz offer, whatever amount of money that is, is directly related to you being able to help them see that you have a system, a process, a way of helping them get where they're going, where they want to go, and that it feels like good to them, that they believe it and that it feels in alignment. And one of the number one biggest issues that coaches and creatives and people in service industry come up against is not knowing how to describe that, is not having that, is not taking the time to figure that out and not knowing how to make an offer and not knowing how to tell someone else what I just told you, right? And it's not having the ability to do that because you haven't done the work and figured out what your passionate offer is, right? And then it's also all the other work in your confidence. 
so that you can have that conversation with somebody and you can say what the investment is and you can have the utmost confidence that 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 this person is going to get it. And if for any reason they are a no, if they end up being a no, then then you can pretty much be confident, rest assured that it really was, that it was a dollar amount that they genuinely could not come up with. And that brings us to one of the fe- facts, one of the things, one of the, what was I calling it before? One of the, 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 the many factors that you get to think about and use when you are creating your investment. Because if your target market, if your audience of people consistently says, I can't afford it, when you share your passionate offer and your Oz offer, then you have a number of things to look at. One, is the passionate offer, or is it is it good enough? Like, are you clear enough? Are you, I mean, are you presenting it well enough? So does it have to do with like you not really being great at having those conversations yet, which can always be worked on and be improved? Or is it that you're pricing yourself out because you're just not in a market of people that are at that level of income? And that's a very tricky thing It's a tricky road to go down because I can tell you firsthand that I have had so many, I mean, so, so many people work with me and invest with me that if I allowed myself to listen to what they were saying about where they were in their life and business and about how they felt about money, if I were to let that already make me think that they were definitely going to be a no, I would have screwed myself because so many people have said yes to working with me when it easily could have been, you know, it could have been easy rather for me to write them off based on my own story about what I was hearing them tell me about their relationship to money, right? And so I am telling you, like, I know this to be true a thousand percent that you cannot and should not ever make an assumption about what someone else is willing to invest in, right? So that's really important. And it is important to to keep in mind who are you exposed to and who is your market. And if your market, if, if you feel that the people that you are in front of are, if you feel really strongly about your investment, and you feel that the people that you're getting in front of truly are not financially in the market for your service, then you have two two things, right? Or maybe more than two, but you have, but, but two things you can do is one is you can really look again at your investment, right? Or you can know that you need to attract different people and you can do the work of figuring out where those people are that can afford your services. And and I hate saying can afford because I really believe that like affording something is a really relative term. It's kind of like the same thing as high ticket. <laughs> it's kind of like it has a different meaning for every single person, right? I've heard people that I know are millionaires use the phrase, well, I can't afford that or we can't afford that. Okay, I've literally heard them say that. So 
uh, I can't afford it is a blanket statement that people use. It's an easy fallback when subconsciously what they're also thinking is, I don't want to invest in that. I don't want to spend that kind of money. Um, I don't want to take that money out of my savings account. I don't want to put any more money on my credit card. Um, I That's not worth it to me. I'd rather spend that money on a vacation than on coaching. So remember, I can't afford it is just like a really easy statement for someone to use when that, that could mean a million things. I can't afford it means so many things, okay? So it's important to, to know that. All right, so this is the big writer downer of today, right, so far. Your passionate offer, the one that you charge the most for, and that's how you really make your money in your business, right? Until you've gotten to a certain point where you feel confident that you can, you know, start A, bringing in other things on your yellow brick road. See, the thing about bringing other things into your yellow brick road is you want your Oz offer established, right? Because you want people to, you want to know that you do have an audience for those bigger offers so that you don't only get people in those middle or low priced offers. But when you are ready to put those things into your yellow brick road, that's when you actually start seeing your business grow and scale. You just can't start there. Why? Because you don't have a big enough audience, because you don't have enough people looking around. You don't have enough people shopping in your store, right? So it's like if you had like a, if you had like a, a, a store, all right, uh, this is a good one. If you had a store and you had, you know, um, you had like some really like a clothing store, right? And you had some really expensive designer, you know, like things. And then you also had some, some like inexpensive items, a tank top. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you had like some, but you had like a sequin jumpsuit, right? And there was one person in your store, one person. Would you want them to buy the tank top or would you want them to buy the sequin jumpsuit? right? Because there's only one person there. (laughs) So would you rather sell the sequin jumpsuit or would you rather sell the tank top? But if your store was overflowing, if you literally had to have a line outside, right? If people were online and you were like, oh my God, there's just too many people wanting to come in my shop. I'm going to make a line, a waiting list outside, right? And, And someone can only come in when someone leaves. You're not going to feel as much pressure to sell the sequin jumpsuit because you know someone's probably going to buy it as well as people are going to buy other stuff. And you're okay with people buying the other stuff because you know that like out of one out of those 20 people is going to be like, oh my God, look at that sequin jumpsuit. I am all over that. Right? And so that's your business. Like that's your business. When you're in a service-based business, it's a little bit more difficult because it doesn't feel as tangible because, you know, because you're not selling sequin jumpsuits. But if you could think about your passionate offer as a sequin jumpsuit, and if you're not, (laughs) if that doesn't resonate with you, if you're like, I would never sell a sequin jumpsuit. Um, that just popped into my head, fill in the blank, right? But it, but I want you to think about like, what to you, what can you equate your passionate offer with where you can start to see this as your yellow brick road, where you can start to see that it's really important that you, that you know that someone's going to buy that that passionate offer. And you really need to make it good. Like you really need to perfect it. You really need to know that it's desirable. And like I said, that's a combination of things, right? So what it's a combination of is your ability 
to share the transformational process or the signature process or system that you're going to be using to help someone. And I like to say this. It's like one that like when they hear it, when you share it with someone, you say, okay, well, great. I'm so glad that you want me to help you, that you want to work together. Um, here's how we're going to do it. And it's not that you're going to share with them their tool, the tools that you're going to use. You're not going to say, oh, we're going to, you know, like one day, the first day I'm going to have you write down this, you know, no, no. It's that you're going to say, okay, well, we begin with, you know, first we, we're going to begin with like assessing exactly where you are. So that's the beginning of our process is we really do this incredible deep dive into, you know, into where you are right now. And then I know that people like you that want X, Y, or Z, again, I'm being generic right now, you know, I know that the very next thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be implementing this. And then the next thing that we do is we really start looking at this bigger picture for you and we start making this roadmap. And then after that, when we have the roadmap, then we're going to start actually, you know, taking these actions and putting all of these markers in place. And when someone hears that there's like a strategy, that there's a way that you know what the fuck you're talking about, right? That you're not just saying, oh, come on, come in and work with me. I'm so intuitive and I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to help you love yourself so much. And, you know, and, and, People are like, yeah, but I don't know if like I'm going to pay fifteen hundred bucks for that, or if I'm going to pay two thousand dollars, or if I'm going to pay three thousand or five thousand dollars. They need to hear that you can articulate what it is that you do. And this is, I'm going to tell you, this is the number one problem of coaches and creatives and entrepreneurs. They cannot articulate what they do. So just so you know, that's what I do. That's what I'm an expert in. That's my specialty. I help people articulate. I help people get it all down, nail it down, get the clarity on your niche, on your message, on your passionate offer, on your signature system, on how you provide transformation. That's literally what we do in Out of Overwhelm. That's what the program is for, right? That is what it's for because it's really hard to do it on your own. And sometimes you need to hire someone who does have the gifts and the skills to draw it out of you and to hear what you're saying, which is sometimes a little bit more of like a mishmash and whose brain works the way mine does, which is to help organize it and systematize it and be like, oh my God, I hear exactly what you do. This is, this is, you know, this is what I'm hearing. So sometimes you need that, right? That's why there are coaches. That's why someone like me does what I do. Um, but it is the number one most difficult thing that I see out there, right? It is the number one most difficult thing. I saw it with yoga teachers who would come to me and say, can you teach me how to do what you do? And I'd be like, well, what do you mean? I've, I've taught you how to do all the, how to teach the poses and whatever. And they'd say, no, how you, how you talk about stuff throughout the class that like is, is that more like spiritual stuff and the, the stuff that's like not about the poses. And I, and I'd say, I'm just super clear on like the aspects of yoga that I resonate with most and that I believe in the most and, 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 and the things that work for me. So it's really easy for me to come into a classroom and pepper in all of these, these things that help other people to have a more clear experience of yoga or to make the mind body connection because I know what that is for me so clearly. And that's actually what I'm, what I'm doing. And what I learned was that other people didn't have, their brains didn't necessarily work exactly the way mine does. Nobody's two brains work the same way. And I realized that 
one of my gifts and skills was that I could help other people to figure that out for themselves, that it just so happens that I figure that out easily for me. We all have things that come more easily to us than others. And so the things that come easily to us are our gifts and skills and some things we can learn for sure and then become good at them. It takes practice right? And then we may have some things that someone else is really great at and we may go, oh my God, I need that too. And that's when we invest in something, (laughs) right? That's when we invest in something is when we are great at certain things. And this is the thing that's so important for, for all of you to remember is that you are great at so many things and it's okay if you're not great at all the things. And and being knowing what you're great at and then positioning yourself with those things and making your passionate offer and knowing your signature system and knowing what you bring to the table when you help somebody, what sets you apart from someone else who does exactly what you do, that is the most important thing for you to know. Not how to do all the things that don't come easily to you. There might be certain things that you should learn when you become aware, like, oh, I don't know that, you know, and you could learn it. But it's important for you not to think that you have to be great at all things. And that especially if you want to have a passionate and prosperous life and business, there are going to be times that you do have to invest in having somebody who is really great at those other things help you, right? Okay, so... That brings us back to what your passionate offer is. It is your passionate offer. It's what we just talked about, your amazing way that you provide your services and the details, the logistics about how you're going to deliver that, right? How many sessions or how many months, like how, what, what the person is going to need to do with you in order to get the outcome. How are you delivering this, the, 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 the service? Right. And that may be where if you feel that it's really important to you to have like limiters. I mean, I'm just going to be totally transparent with you. The reason why it costs what it costs to work with me in any of the programs, whether it's group or one on one, is because I don't like to give people limitations. I know how to have boundaries. I know how to like not be available 24 seven to everybody. And on the other hand, I believe that when people invest in a coach, they are investing in a partner. They're investing in knowing that like where in every other area of their life, they may not feel that they have accountability partners or people rooting for them. And this is very common, right? Not everybody is surrounded by a fan club. Not everybody is surrounded by people that are saying, I believe in you. Go forth, do your thing, follow your dream, make those big changes, evolve, start from scratch, try this thing that you that you think you want to do. Not everybody is surrounded by people saying that to them. So what are they supposed to do? Not do any of the things that they want to do? No. That's when somebody goes, I'm going to invest in a coach like Stacey Brass Russell, who is basically saying to me, I'll be that. I'll be that for you. I will believe in you. I will see you. I will root for you. I will hold you accountable. I will, I will, I will help you. I will mentor you. I will hold your hand. I will hook elbows with you. And I will smile the whole way and let you know that no matter how hard it gets and no matter how many times you feel like you can't do it, I'm just going to be there and I'm going to be like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I know it feels hard. And you know what? That's freaking worth paying for. 
it is worth paying for because it could make all the difference of whether or not someone actually does what it is that they want to do or makes the big change that they want to make in their life. That one thing, having a Stacey Breast Russell, maybe not me, but someone else who works the way I do, right? So I'm just going to put something out there. If you ever are thinking of hiring a coach or if you are a coach and you're someone who thinks it's more important to let people know how they can't reach you and how they can't have access to you and putting your boundary, like if you don't know how to create boundaries just by being who you are and having the right energy and having a commanding, confident energy, if you have to put boundaries up by like by by telling people how what limits there are that's not great for a coach and just telling you and don't hire someone <laughs> that does that and that's what gives coaching just you know a bad name when people are like I invested in a coach and I got whatever a lot of it has to do with like coaches not being really not being there for people so you know I, I guess I di- digressed a little bit but that is that is what your offer is, okay? It is your signature system. It is it is the logistics, right? Right? Without you having to be like, this is what I'm not giving you, but like what you are giving and how you're going to facilitate the transformation because we all have to know where to show up, right? You know, you got to know like, well, we're going to have a call. We're going to have a Zoom. We're going to have this. Like, yeah, that, you know, and then, and this is how much it is. This is how much it's going to be. This is the investment for everything I just shared with you, for the signature system that I know works, that I facilitate for my expertise, for my gifts and skills to help you get the outcome that you want. And, right, you're investing in yourself and the outcome, right? But I get it. You need to know that I can be the one to facilitate that and how we're going to do it. And that's what your passionate offer is. And until you've offered that numerous times and had numerous people say yes to you, there's nothing else for you to do. So your quote unquote high ticket offer, okay, is you getting comfortable with what you charge for that and saying it enough times and getting enough yeses that then you might raise it. My investment is nothing close to, it's more than three times what it was when I first started. It's five times what it was when I first started coaching. Okay. Even out of overwhelm is more than it was. This is the sixth incarnation. Why? Because I get better and it gets better and I keep making it better and I keep putting more in there. Now there are people that I'm going to pay to be more coaches in the program so that there's coaching abundance so that everyone in the program gets lots of coaching because I believe that that's important. I don't think that people get the same results from a done-for-you program. I don't think that people get the same results from something that, like, they're doing by themselves, like, on a computer. I really don't. And that's why I don't even really offer a lot of stuff like that, right? And I know that I have to figure out what my model is for my business as I grow and scale because it can't always only be, like, where I'm the one delivering everything. But you know what? For right now, I'm okay with it because I know that I'm so good at what I do and I know that I provide unbelievable service and transformation for the people I work with and, I, and I'm not done. I'm not done doing that. That's why I do what I do, right? And so I will figure out how my business scales and grows and what that looks like and I will figure it out. I'm working on it and it's going to happen. But there's no rush because I love what I do. And I don't work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, right? But I do work and I do invest time in my clients because that is what coaching is. It's not teaching on a freaking recording. It's a partnership between two people. 
So if you're listening to this and you're a coach and you're already fixated on how you can not coach and be a coach, I'm here to tell you, I don't really know how, how successful you can be. I don't know. I don't know that that makes a lot of sense. If you're a coach, coach. And your passionate offer is a coaching offer and, and fill in the blanks. If you're a creative and you help people with their messaging and their marketing, like I do, I mean, you know, I'm kind of a both. But if you do something that helps someone else that they need you in their business or they want your service because what you do is going to help them to be better at what they do. If you're a voice teacher, if you're a dance teacher, if you're a yoga teacher, right? Anything that you do in service right? If you're fixated on how to not deliver the service in order to like not work as much, then I don't really know what it looks like to scale your passionate and prosperous business. It takes time to do that. Scaling and growing is not how you start. So your high ticket offer, I know I kept saying, I'm not going to keep saying it, but that passionate offer, that, that bigger amount that you charge, whatever that is for you, whether it's whether it's $1,500, whether it's $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, right? What feels to you like your little bit scary offer because you know you're asking for a more significant amount because you know that you're offering, right, a more significant service, that you're really offering transformation, right? And then you need to have the confidence in that, right, which builds by doing it right? You raise your investment because so many people say yes to one investment that you get more confident. You go, okay, well, this is great. Like, this is good. I can raise my investment, right? So when you have all of that in place, right, you can create a successful, passionate, and prosperous business. So I hope this helped you to understand what uh, what high ticket is. <laughs> you know, I know this was the 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 whole the whole um, kind of catalyst for this episode was me. You know, getting these messages and being like, "Oh my god!" But I think it's helpful because I don't want you to get sucked into hearing this and thinking like that. You know, that you have to like just arbitrarily raise your investment, or that you can just you know like decide that you're gonna like charge more money. You need to know your transformational process. You need to know your true offer. You need to be able to tell someone how you're going to help them. And figuring that out, again, may require for you to have someone who helps you, who knows how to, how to do that, right? Um, who knows how to, you need your niche. You need to know who your soul line clients are. You need to know how you really help the specific people that you work with. You need to really have a way of expressing yourself with clarity and with confidence, right? And then your your investment can go up as it keeps getting validated. You don't start your business at thousands of dollars before you know who your clients are or who will take that. But you need to start somewhere. So your your passionate offer is relative to you and your business and where you are and your yellow brick road. So I want you to think of the yellow brick road image and I want you to think about Oz and about how that's where you begin, right? And then Oz can keep getting greater while you fill in other things along that golden pathway. So that's what I have for you for today. And I know that I have mentioned this already. Out of Overwhelm is still available at the time that you're listening to this episode. I think we start in about two weeks. 
come join us. I hope actually at the time of this episode, I don't know if there'll be spots left, but hopefully there are. (laughs) And if you really want to do Out of Overwhelm when you're listening to this and it's sold out, maybe I'll be able to find a spot for you. You know what I'm saying? So um, if you want to join me, please, please, please reach out to me and let me know. Or if you want to talk to me about one-on-one coaching, I've been focusing on Out of Overwhelm right now and not as much on like one-on-one, I mean, attracting new one-on-ones because I have a lot of clients. But if you're more a one-on-one style person, right, then reach out to me. I'm here. I'll talk to you. All right. So you can do this. You can have a passionate and prosperous life and business. I believe in you. I believe in your vision. Um, And I hope that my showing up for you every week is helping you to believe in yourself and helping you to take aligned action that feels like it's helping you to move in the direction that you want to go. And with that, I am signing off and I will be in your headphones next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. You'll get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. And in case you didn't know, ratings and reviews are really the key to helping me grow this show and reach more passionate and prosperous people. On Apple, stars are great, but a written review with words is gold. And Spotify is slowly rolling out their star rating system for the first time. So keep an eye out for when you have that feature and hit me up with some stars when you see it. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'll be talking about why everyone sort of hates marketing and sales so much. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Oh,